Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 36 called, He is Exalted. Job 36, he is exalted. Then Elihu continued, Job 36.1, and he said, wait for me a little while, or wait for me a little, and I will show you that there is yet more to be said in God's behalf, Job 36.3. I will fetch my knowledge from afar, and I will ascribe righteousness to my maker. For truly my words are not false, One who is perfect in knowledge is with you. Now, Elihu is the youngest of the four human speakers. If you're new to the book of Job, and most of you have been studying the book of Job, uh, as I look out at faces, so you're familiar with this younger speaker who waited to the end to speak. And he once again asks for patience. He says, wait for me a little, and I will show you that there is yet more to be said in God's behalf. I think when we are going through something difficult, when we may have a tendency to close off our ears and our hearts to truth, that's when we have to remind ourselves to keep listening, to keep going to the word of God, to keep listening to messages, to not give up on our Bibles, not give up on our walks, because that's a temptation, a very real temptation when you are struggling with questions is to say, maybe I'm not going to listen to that anymore. Maybe I'm flipping over to sports radio, man. You know, maybe, maybe I'm going to take a break from this or that. Elihu says, you need to keep listening. And Job was certainly a tired man. He was very beaten up by life. He had all these questions about God. But there is an appeal by Elihu to continue to listen. He continues to challenge Job to listen just a little while longer. Keep listening. You never know what you might hear. If you've ever gotten to that point where you just are tired of being tired and so you just kind of, you throw up your wall, you don't want to hear it anymore, you don't want to listen anymore, that's a very dangerous place to be. It's better to close your mouth than to close your ears. Amen? As somebody once put it, I've never gotten in trouble for things that I did not say. But it's always good to keep my ears open because I never know how God might speak to me, even in a quiet uh, moment when my Bible's not even in front of me. Maybe it's a truth that I've been pondering or meditating on from a week or two or six months ago. You just never know. And so he says, keep listening. And some of you may need to hear that tonight. Keep listening. Now, you've come for a study in the book of Job, so I would imagine that you guys are very open to listening. (laughs) But we need to be encouraged, as one writer said, to keep grappling with truth, specifically with God's truth. Keep grappling with it. It can often take a while before we get it. And we need not give up on listening, especially to God's truth. It can take a while until you get it. (laughs) That's okay. But keep your Bible in front of you. Keep a highlighter in your hand. Keep listening. Elihu is speaking, note it, in God's behalf. That's verse two. His goal is to ascribe righteousness to his maker. That's verse three. 
So his goal is to point Job and us in God's direction. Notice in verse four, he says, for truly my words are not false, that means they're true, middle of four, one who is perfect in knowledge is with you. Now that sounds a bit arrogant on the part of Elihu. What do you mean, man? Well, I think what Elihu is saying is that he is speaking as a prophet. And some writers who go through the book of Job chapter by chapter have said that Elihu can be seen as a kind of John the Baptist who's preparing the way for God to speak. And though Elihu is a human, he is proclaiming that he's getting his truth from heaven. From afar, some believe could mean that he traveled widely, scoured the best libraries, wise men, scholars to glean knowledge. And some of you are on a journey like that. You decided that you were going to begin to just scour the universe for knowledge. That can be such a tiring (laughs) pursuit. It can be a good pursuit, no doubt, because you should be open to truth and searching for truth. But some people go on this quest to find truth, right? When truth is right in front of them. Truth is all around us. In fact, I remember some years ago, I heard a man who had, uh, he had signed on to Scientology and he got involved in Scientology and he had given the Church of Scientology hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he said that finally someone witnessed to him who was a Christian, he got a hold of a Bible, his eyes were open to the truth and he got away from what he described as a cult. But he said even years after being delivered from that cult, he found himself fighting temptations to go back and just do one more counseling session with the Church of Scientology. And so we all have these struggles that we wrestle with, and sometimes we want to scour all these places to find truth when God's truth is right in front of us and all around us. It would seem that Elihu is saying that he's gone into the heavenly realm as a prophet to receive God's word. And by the way, when you hear God's truth, Even though a human voice speaks to you, you are hearing truth without falsity, amen? If the Bible is the word of God, then the word of God being shared with you and me is truth. Truth right from the realms of heaven. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for our lives, amen? It's all inspired by God. And literally, you guys have studied the Greek there. It means to be breathed out by God so that when you take in the scripture, you're taking in the very word of God. Psalm 138 is where I'd like you to turn. Psalm 138, this knowledge from afar. So the book of Psalms is a book of songs and uh, many of them penned by David. In Psalm 138, I want you to see in verse five, here's what David writes. He says, And they, Psalm 138, 5, will sing of the ways of the Lord. For great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is exalted, Psalm 138, verse 6, yet he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou wilt stretch forth thy hand against the wrath of my enemies, and thy right hand will save me. The Lord will accomplish what concerns me. Thy loving kindness, O Lord, is everlasting. Do not forsake the works of thy hands. And then in Psalm 139, just the very next Psalm, verse two, it says, you know when I sit down, you know when I rise up, 
You understand my thought from afar. This is why the idea of truth or knowledge from afar probably is Elihu saying, I'm getting direct inspiration from God. And you know, you and I know that the prophets of old used to say, thus says the Lord, amen? And when a prophet spoke, and of course, you know, uh, prophets uh, were speaking to kings and, and so forth, they would say, thus says the Lord, and they would speak a word, and that king was on the hook, so to speak, to be obedient to that word, if it was spoken in the name of the Lord with the authority of God. Back to Job 36. Little Samuel, I, I mentioned in my prayer, was told uh, to respond, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. God is exalted when my, ears is, when my ears are open to God's truth, even when I'm wrestling with things in my life. Uh, if you're still, actually, I want you to stay in Psalms. <laughs> Go to Psalm 46. Let me show you another one. Psalm 46. So the Psalms are a great thing, a great book to be in as you meditate and try to feed your soul, especially in times of trouble. Psalm 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength, 46.1 a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth should change and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride, Selah, that's a pause in the song, pause and ponder, consider, think about it. Verse nine, Psalm 46, he makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots with fire. Cease striving or be still and know, what's your Bible say, brethren? Know that I am God. I will be exalted. Our title tonight is He is Exalted. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Once again, we have Selah. Notice the psalm is written in times of trouble. If the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, if the waters roar and foam, verse three, if the mountains quake at its swelling pride, we can be sure, we can be still and know that he is God. Take a look at Psalm 57, a little bit to your right. Psalm 57 says, be gracious to me, O God, be gracious to me for my soul takes refuge in you and in the shadow of your wings I will take refuge until destruction passes by. I will cry, 57.2, to God most high, to God who accomplishes all things for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He reproaches him who tramples upon me, Selah. God will send forth his loving kindness and his truth. My soul is among lions. I must lie among those who breathe forth fire. Even the sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows, their tongue a sharp sword. Be exalted above the heavens, O God. Let your glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They dug a pit before me. They themselves have fallen into the midst of it. Selah, that's a pause. Think about it. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing, yes. I will sing praises. And then all the way down to verse 11. Be exalted above the heavens, O God. Let your glory be above all the earth. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? 
Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. If the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, if the waters roar and foam, verse 3, if the mountains quake at its swelling pride, we can be sure, we can be still and know that He is God. Take a look at Psalm 57, a little bit to your right. Psalm 57 says, Be gracious to me, O God, be gracious to me, for my soul takes refuge in you, and in the shadow of your wings I will take refuge until destruction passes by. I will cry, 57-2, to God most high, to God who accomplishes all things for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He reproaches him who tramples upon me, Selah. God will send forth his loving kindness and his truth. My soul is among lions. I must lie among those who breathe forth fire. Even the sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows, their tongue a sharp sword. Be exalted above the heavens, O God. Let your glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They dug a pit before me. They themselves have fallen into the midst of it. Selah, that's a pause. Think about it. My heart is steadfast, O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises. And then all the way down to verse 11. Be exalted above the heavens, O God. Let your glory be above all the earth. Back to Job. My my journey of life (laughs) has taught me something. Some of my deepest pains in life have come from people. And uh, people can hurt us. And Job has been hurt by his circumstances, but he's been hurt by poor comforters. People who were supposed to come and speak life into his life. Even his own wife told him, curse God and die. Job was devastated by his circumstances, but he was also devastated by the poor comforters that came into his life. But now Elihu has begun a different tone and a different tune. He's begun to focus Job's heart in the right direction. He's not accusing Job of sin 
and that's why everything bad happened to him. He's saying, Job, you've sinned in your suffering. Your suffering is not a result of your sin, but you're sinning now in your suffering. And what Elihu is trying to do is redirect Job's gaze back to God, back to the exalted one. We just sang a song in our time of, of music, Eyes Fixed on You. I get in so much trouble when my eyes are fixed on other things. But when I look away from those things that so easily hinder and I fix my eyes on Jesus, who's the author and perfecter of my faith. And remember in Hebrews 12, when those words are shared, it's the image of a running race. And you've, you've probably heard this before, but a, a runner does best when they, they have their gaze fixed straight ahead towards the goal. But the moment that a runner begins to look back to see where the competition is or look down, they throw themselves off. They lose their stride. They lose their focus. They get overtaken. And Elihu says to Job, behold, look, this is verse 5, Job 36, God is mighty, but does not despise any. He is mighty in strength, the strength of understanding. He does not keep the wicked alive, but gives justice to the afflicted. God is exalted. God is mighty. We're going to see this over and over again. Uh, in 36.26, in 36.22, God is mighty in uh, verse 5. God uh, is exalted in power in verse 22. God is exalted in 36.26. The Hebrew word sagab means that he is great, he is lofty, in some ways inaccessible. He dwells in unapproachable light. By implication, he is also safe and strong, and the implication of the Hebrew is he's a refuge. If your eyes redirect to God in times of trial, not looking to the competition, not looking down, but looking up, fixing your eyes on Jesus, his might and strength, his power, he understands all angles of everything. Notice his mighty, he is mighty in strength and the strength of understanding. There are many things I don't understand, but God understands everything. He can't learn anything. <laughs> that's, that's a weird concept, isn't it? I'm learning things all the time. When I make declarations in life where I say, I say something like, uh, boy, that's, that's a new one, or I, I never thought I would experience that. Or just when I think I've seen everything, then I see one more thing. <laughs> And I'm often scratching my head and shaking my head and asking my questions. That's not God. He is exalted in power. He understands everything. All the angles of my trial. And I think what Elihu is saying, Job, you can trust God. And he's saying that to you and me. While the human friends and comforters have limited understanding, God does not. And God does not despise people. He loves people. Sometimes when we're going through trials, that's what we wonder. And that's what began, Job began to wonder, does God despise me? Am I now an enemy of God? Why are these arrows coming at me if I'm anything but an enemy of God? And the truth is that God loves us. He doesn't despise us. He loves us, but he does deal with the wicked. If you continue to shake your fist at God, he will deal with you eventually, but he gives justice. Look at verse six. 
to the afflicted. There's an old saying preachers have held on to for years. The job of the preacher is to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. (laughs) Amen? And so if you come into a place like this afflicted, the heart, I think, of every pastor is that you would be comforted. But if you come in here too comfortable, you may just get afflicted a little bit. And that is kind of where this is going now, is Elihu's going to begin to say to Job that you need to consider what God is doing because even though he brings justice to the afflicted righteous of his people, he is doing something. You could say something disciplinary in Job's life. He, God, does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous. Job, he knows what you're going through. But with kings on the throne, he has seated them forever and they are exalted. He never takes his eyes off the innocent, but he sets them on thrones with kings and exalts them forever. Whatever your problems may be tonight, they're temporary. See, God's intention is that you would be seated in the heavenlies and one day you're gonna realize the kingdom of God And you're going to realize a place where sin and death and tears and disease are no more. Amen? That's your future as a believer. Joseph, uh, his story is fitting here because he was delivered over to slavery by his brothers. He ends up serving Potiphar, falsely accused. But he went from the prison to what? To the palace. Second highest ruler in Egypt through God's sovereign hand. But in those years of suffering, and some believe that he spent like 14 years going through his suffering with, I'm sure, some lonely nights and question marks. Even though God's favor was with Joseph, he was still not where he wanted to be, in a foreign land, without his family, etc., etc. But the prison became a, a place where God then elevated him to the palace. We just don't know what God may be doing. You've been listening to He is Exalted, part one on Walk in Truth. And that's Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 36. Hey, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, our Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. With our app, you can learn more about Living Truth Christian Fellowship, the church behind Walk in Truth, where Pastor Michael Lance serves as a senior pastor. If you're local to Southern California, the app gives you updates and information about upcoming Bible studies, free events, and services, both for you and your kids. Hey, if you live outside Southern California, you can still benefit from the Living Truth app. You can listen and watch Pastor Michael's previous teachings And you can contact the church if you have any questions or comments. Download the free Living Truth app in your app store. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word before we go. Well, sometimes people rest with the sovereignty of God and they say, well, is it really my choice to follow God or am I just a pawn in some cosmic game? You know, some of these issues are difficult because God is sovereign and he is omniscient, which means he knows everything. And yet man still has free will. How do you make sense of both those concepts? Well, just remember that all of God's knowledge is foreknowledge. He knows everything. He can't learn anything, but he also has given us 
a certain amount of autonomy, that is free will to make choices. And he says, choose life. He says, follow me. The invitation goes out. And it's not always positively received or uh, obeyed. But you know what? To as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. He said, follow me to Peter, James, and John, and Andrew, and they followed. He said to the rich young ruler, follow me, and he didn't. And so that retains our free will, and yet at the same time, God is sovereign. We don't have to figure it out, brethren. We need to rejoice in God's um, attributes, and at the same time rejoice that he's given us the ability to make a choice. God is good and majestic, and in some ways mysterious, but he is good. Now, speaking of the goodness of God, we've been studying the book of Psalms on Wednesday nights. We do that at 7 o'clock, a midweek service at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor in Corona. Now, if you've been looking for a church and you would like to connect with Living Truth, we're right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue, 1009 Arsenal Way is the address, and we would love for you to visit Living Truth. I'd love to meet you and have you worship with us. Now, you can find out information and driving directions when you go to walkintruth.com. Hey, thanks for listening. This is Pastor Michael, and we'll catch you right here tomorrow. Remember, we've skipped over some of Pastor Michael's teachings in the book of Job, but you could listen or watch those teachings when you download our free Living Truth app. It's the one with the red logo with the pillars. And join us tomorrow on this station for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Job chapter 36 called He is Exalted. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.